Yo, you already know what it is. I forgot to do an ad placement in the middle, so it's finna go down just like Breaking Bad, just like a fucking anchor. Yo, welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. I'm your host, Sean Stroud, and I know I'm a little late. Don't get too mad at me, all right? I had family over. That's already a good enough excuse. And plus, I got a Sweet Frog last night, so Sweet Frog... That just that just tops all on my list of priorities. And let me tell you, I stacked it all the way up, and I finished the whole damn thing. So I'm pretty proud of myself. It was another one of my monstrosities. This time I was getting it. I was in the line. I just put the last squirrel. Squ- squirrel? I just put the last swirl of frozen yogurt on my creation. And some kid's dad saw it and went, Whoa! Loud as fuck, like he'd never seen anything like it in his life before and you know what maybe he didn't so i'm glad i got to give him that experience but it was great good time went with eileen she paid i said thank you of course um it was it was pretty great and then um today i just finished watching breaking bad been re-watching it i watched it in high school and i'm realizing now that i did not pick up on a lot of shit or at least i didn't like it didn't I, I didn't retain it at all because I'm seeing everything now like damn I didn't know he did that damn I didn't know he did it like that like for one Hank is a badass cop bro I totally thought he was just like a you know Chad ho 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 I'm gonna drink a bunch of beers and make the most noise type dude but he is like a great detective it's it it continues to surprise me um but one thing I'm happy about is that it's all aired and that I am just binging it straight through because this cliffhanger I just got left on, if it was still coming out weekly or bi-weekly or whatever it was at the time, man, I would have been livid having to sit at, and, and just wait to see what comes out. Just have that percolating in my mind for a week. Hell no. I am, as soon as this podcast is finished recording that is the first thing i'm gonna do is see what are they gonna do now jesse we need to cook (laughs) that was nothing like walt but you get the idea and gotta put it in here if you haven't seen breaking bad that is like one of the holy grail tv shows when it comes to drama and not knowing what's gonna happen next and being funny and original and just uh, all around a great show. And then Better Call Saul is right after that. And I did watch a little bit of that beforehand, and it's just as good uh, as far as I got. And I've heard better things than that. So a great series to invest your time on because that's what it is. You are giving up a lot of time to watch this. It's like six or eight seasons for for uh, Breaking Bad and then uh, I believe four for Better Call Saul. But let me say it's completely worth the uh, the adventure. So... With that out of the way, how was your Monday? Did you get anything done? Probably had to wake up and go to work or wake up and do some shit you didn't want to do, so congrats on getting that done. Um, I am realizing, though, it might not be a Monday for you, whoever's listening to this, so whatever day it is, I hope you kicked its ass. You you know what? It probably isn't a Monday because I'm at the end of my Monday recording it and about to put it out, so it's probably Tuesday, so hey, what's up, man? How's your Tuesday going? I hope it's going good. Uh, <laughs> today I went and looked at some more apartments. I don't know if how updated I've been with that on the podcast, but I've been looking around a bit. So far, this last one that I looked at is actually the one that I think I'm going to pick. If if um, you know, I've got a few more to look at. So if th- those don't pan out, then yeah, I might end up going with this one. It's a uh, kind of out of the way. Like the other one that I was looking at is right off of 80 which is a highway. It's just right off the side of the highway, so someone could, like, pull up and, like, fuck shit up there and then on out because it's on the highway. This one is, like, kind of out of the ways on a side street, so I like that. And I just like the layout of it, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm deciding right now because one of them has a deck. One of them has, like, a sunroom, which is not a room. It's kind of like... You know those houses where the corner juts out and then it's just surrounded by windows and there might be a desk there, there might be a little chair to sit. It's kind of like that, but it's not the corner. It's just this little side pocket that just extends out for no reason. Except it's inside and the the patio's obviously outside or, or balcony or whatever. 
But now, personally, I'd prefer the sunroom. I'd put my desk there, probably read there. I don't know. It's just more space to use. But I know I would never use the patio. And it's like a $30 difference, but that's times 12. So what is that? 12 times 3, 360 out of zero. That's another $360 that I'm going to have to worry about. Is that correct math? 30 times 12? Yeah, yeah. Don't doubt, don't doubt yourself now. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that's worth it overall for just an extra space in the room. So I got to think about that. And then, yeah, a few more places to look at. All in all, I feel kind of good just knowing that I'm out there and looking around and making this happen. Because when I was unable to, because my car was screwed up, that was really frustrating. So now just to be out there looking at places and kind of getting an idea for what I'm looking for, um, it's just it's, it's satisfying, <laughs> the feeling of getting shit done. Like Saturday, I went to look at this apartment and uh, Mesley tagged along because she's in town and I had her Christmas present. Uh, not a spoiler alert at this point. I got her Amy Winehouse back to black because she put me on Amy Winehouse and she seemed like a pretty big fan too. And uh, it looked like she liked the gift, but we were going to hang out after that and get ramen. So I was like, hey, I'm busy. And this was the only time she was free. So she tagged along. We were walking around. And both of the places that we we looked at two different layouts at that one place. And they were both just kind of awkward. It wasn't even the space. Like the space was completely fine. It's just one of them. You walk straight in and then like the living room starts to your right you know, like if you imagine a big, um, imagine the L shape from Tetris, right? And the the long part of it is flat down and then the L is like sticking up, the, uh, the L part is like sticking up on the right side, right? You got a little little L. Uh, you walk in like at the corner part where the the right part would start going up and then the L would go across. You enter at the corner, so it's like all spread out in front of you and then just this little bit to the right. I really didn't like it. Uh, one, one thing that happened, we were walking around and she was, the, the lady was showing us the patio and then she, was, she asked if I wanted to look at the storage space. So I said, of course. And uh, I go out there and I open it up and I look at it and it's a pretty decent sized space. I could fit a lot of stuff in there. I'm not sure what I would put in there because most of my stuff is at Poppy's so anything I'm not going to use probably just going to leave there instead of just having to make another extra trip when I do eventually move out but anyway I was looking in there and it was a pretty good size space and then Mesley walked out there behind me looked at it and said oh that's perfect you could fit all your drums in there <laughs> and I was very quick to uh try to ease the uh the, the girl giving us the tour's nerves I was like ah, I'm leaving those at home I even acknowledged it. I said, you just gave her like a mini heart attack when you said that. Whew, giving away my uh, giving away my secrets. But no, I definitely would leave my drums at home if I did go, if I did, or when I do end up moving. Because I want to keep the the loud heads on them. I, the, the silent stroke heads were cool while I needed them, but I'm cool driving home every now and then to, you know, beat, beat around a little bit. <laughs> to beat around a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely what you wanted to go with there. But yeah, that's what I did today. That's what I've been up to. This past weekend, I finally got to do my Secret Santa. That was awesome. Been waiting on that for a minute. It was the 7th, so a little bit overdue. It was the only day we could all we were all free. So a bunch of us headed up to Jin Korean Barbecue up there by the Kuno 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 Ki, Kunia Kuno Kuno Kunia. I I struggle with the name of this place. I have a receipt somewhere. Let me let me read it for what it's supposed to be. Kino Kunia. God damn. I I've been there at least twenty times. I mean, I, you can count the magnets on my fridge to to see how many times I've been there. It's at least twenty, and I still can't say the fucking name right. But up there with all that stuff, it's a cool little area to go eat, have a good good time, whatever. Went up there, got there at six. Put, I got there first, so I put our names on the list. I put Kevin's name on the list. I I don't know. I just don't don't use my name. It's not because I I'm a conspiracy theorist or anything like. Oh, they're tracking me. They're gonna know that I ate good tonight. No, it's it's nothing like that. I just I don't know. A little quirk, but I I gave them Kevin's name. They put put me down, and I looked. Eighteen parties ahead of us. That's an ass ton. So we started walking around, chilling. 
hitting all the stores, hit the bookstore. I got myself a, a magnet that I turns out I already have on my fridge. That's why I still have the receipt. Hoping I can just take it back and switch it out. That would be optimal. And I also got some magnetic bookmarks that I did not know were a thing. They had two packs there. It looked like there were more, but they sold out, which sucks, because I am super curious what it was. If I had to take a guess, it would probably be uh, Hunter Hunter and Dragon Ball or One Piece. Something like that. One of the mainstream ones. But the two they had to choose from were JoJo's, specifically from Golden Wind, and then um, Naruto. But the Naruto ones sucked. Like, only half of them were cool. There were four. Only two of them were cool. Most of the JoJo ones were cool. So I got those. And they're pretty cool. I, I <laughs> Can I come up with a different word? Sorry. They're, um, I like them. I didn't know they existed before I saw them on the shelf. And it, it's pretty neat. <laughs> Look at me coming up with a different adjective. Um, you basically you clip them around the top of the paper, and then it's a magnet, so it just snaps over it. Uh, there's no real... I mean, I guess it, it really can't slip out. That's the advantage over an actual bookmark. But really, I just got it as motivation to read more. Which I have been doing, so I guess if if that added to the success of that, it was a worthwhile purchase. It was only like six bucks anyways, but yes, yeah, I've been reading a little, or I've been continuing to read. Haven't touched the Pink Floyd book in a while, that's because I'm writing about Shane Noir now. Man, she's fucking... If you haven't listened, you need to get on it. Here, I, I'll look up a song for y'all. I realize it's been a minute since I put a song on the podcast, but I looked that up. But I haven't really touched the Pink Floyd book. I started reading the Amory Wars, the first one, the the second stage Turbine Blade by Claudio Sanchez. That's the lead singer and like the brains behind Coheed and Cambria, the band. Uh, and and basically the music is supposed to be uh, kind of the soundtrack to the to the comic book. I think so far it's it's not the the way it's like providing background the comic book is providing background information for the songs is just names and places like apparently favor house is or I'm, I'm sorry house atlantic is like a the the home base of the evil guy of the story and then coheed and cambria are kind of the main characters there's a husband and wife um what are devil and Jer- devils in new jersey city there that's a that's a place and then the the husband and wife's kid was like at a factory there and they got fucked up by some gang members those are the devils that that was the gang so just putting little pieces together maybe the further i get the more it'll kind of um snap together so far i'm i'm on volume 2 out of 5 they're all pretty good man i mean so far it's been pretty solid i've just been ripping through it looking at the bookmark it looks like i'm almost halfway through which is why i'm kind of spacing it out when it's an easy read like this man i will just go through it and really not take it all in or, or not enjoy it like I should. Like, I remember one time my mom got me a Diary of a Wimpy Kid, or is it of the Wimpy Kid, Diary of a Wimpy Kid book, and I finished it the same day in, like, two hours. She was pissed. She she expected me to, like, reread it, and that's not something I've ever really done. The only book I've reread is The The Hobbit, and I don't think I even finished it the second time. I've I've never been that kind of guy. I really don't even rewatch movies that much unless it's to fall asleep or just to be in the background. Like Super Bad, I rewatched that to fall asleep an ass ton of times. So when it was on Netflix, I had it downloaded on my iPad and then they took it off Netflix. So I just left the internet off for my iPad for some days before they it eventually had to update or some shit. Uh, but I did all I could to keep that. In, in my reach now if, if i open this desk drawer i have the um blu-ray edition i got from movie trading co so i'm good no matter what now uh, as long as i'm sorry as well as uh, uncut gems got a copy of that another one of my favorite movies now when i rewatch movies it's to pick up on new shit and while i agree you can reread a book for the same thing that's a much larger time investment but I guess not when it's a, it's a Diary of a Wimpy Kid book you finish in two hours. But you get what I'm saying. Books are like week, m- maybe month-long endeavors. So, But I've been reading. I've been reading. Been going to the gym. Was supposed to do legs today, but it wasn't available, so I did arms. Why am I talking about that? Oh, yeah, the bookstore. Just completely got off that. My bad. Um, 
we we walked around the bookstore, walked around two other stores, and then we looked at the clock, and it was about 7.40. We put our names down at 6. We were still waiting on a fucking table. But that wasn't that big of a deal because Gio, Steve, and Hector still weren't even fucking there. So we were really in no rush and no hurry. We were all hungry, of course, and if the table did get called, make no mistake, we had already discussed we were going to start eating without them. They were going to get there late. That's their fucking fault, man. It is, that, that's, that's just what you expect from Geo when you make plans. So we weren't too butthurt. We already knew what, what was going on. And then finally they pulled up uh, a little bit after that, and our table still wasn't ready. And we had already walked around all the stores, so we were just standing around outside at this point. And it wasn't cold, but it was windy. So we were shivering. A couple more minutes goes by, maybe ten minutes go by. Then I look at, at the at the at my watch. It's eight twenty. I've my phone, I don't have a watch. It's eight twenty. We still have a few more parties ahead of us. We're like looking in the window at this point, trying to find what table they're going to sit us at. And it happened a few times. We thought they were going to sit us at one table. And so we got our hopes up. And I was just, I, I, my hand didn't leave my phone for that whole hour and a half that we were standing there. My, my hand did not leave my phone. I was waiting for the vibration. We were waiting for them to call us for that table. And then another family took it. Heartbreaking. Gut-wrenching. It was horrible. We were all standing there with empty stomachs and broken dreams. But you know what irritated me the most? Fucking, like, Geo, Steve, and Hector, I swear they were doing the most belly aching. When they had been there, like, 15 minutes. It's like 8.20 at this point. We've all been there since 6. Anytime they said something, I was like, man, yeah, this... Must be a real hard 10 minutes for you guys. I'm so sorry, man. Why don't you go into one of these stores over here and, like, get a snack? Like, dude, pissing me off. And then, not not really, not really, just kind of, like, relative. Like, bro, we've been here, and you just got here. Little, be, be, some, be self-aware. So finally they call me. My phone starts vibrating. I pick it up at faster than the speed of, of sound. Sound or light? I don't know. Faster than the speed of sound. We go in, get sat down, and start cooking. And now normally Michael chefs it up, and he does an exquisite job, I gotta say. He he moves the meat around. He tells us when it's ready. Hey, hey, that's finna burn, man. Someone better grab it. Someone's got to eat it, man. I'm not eating it. Um, but this time I had Steve and Micah chef it up. I, um... I had mixed feelings about that. <laughs> no, not really. Um, it was a great time. The meat was awesome. If you go to Korean barbecue, what I suggest, get the brisket like on rotation because that's an easy meat. It cooks fast, and it'll fill you up. And then in between that, order like beef bulgogi. Uh, they really liked the belly. The ribs were pretty good, too. You really can't go wrong. We even ordered spicy calamari, and Micah uh, cooked that up. And it was fucking good, dude. Super tender. I mean, just as good as the dude at fucking Genghis Grill does it. I was very pleasantly surprised with the calamari. But I was very uh I was very happy with the evening in general. Like the whole meal was great. We had a good time talking and shit. No no real problems. Except for the uh the table that we saw get sat, they were right behind us and they were loud as fuck. Not just ridiculously loud. It's one thing to have a good time, right? I mean, we're just we're a table full of eight dudes. We're gonna laugh and be, you know, a little festive. But the people behind us. I mean, this one lady in particular, who I guess was seated right behind me, or, or at least it felt like it. She had the, excuse me, she had the world's loudest, most annoying fucking laugh, bro, ever. She. <laughs> <laughs> she like it wasn't it wasn't on goofy level it wasn't like anything i'd ever heard she just went over and over again over and over again everything i didn't even hear anyone saying shit sometimes and she was just la probably at her own fucking stupid laugh that that's what she was laughing at 
I, I don't know, but shit pissed me off, bro. I, I said I said something a few times to to the to the guys around me, like Hector and Geo. But at a certain point, I was just like making eye contact with them, and they were in the same boat. Like, man, this bitch. And then apparently it was someone's birthday because at some point they start singing "Happy Birthday." Now, normally, if I hear someone singing "Happy Birthday" in a restaurant, it could be clear across the restaurant. But if people have started singing and it's reached its way over, I'll join in. I'm not a cunt. All right. I'll make help make someone's birthday a little bit more special if that's what it's doing. But not when it's the loud ass fucking table behind me that's been pissing me off all meal. So they start singing happy birthday and I don't think anyone else joins in. Like I hear a few singing in the chorus, but it's mainly them. And I think they realize that about halfway through because one absolute just Superman, superhero, Captain America of the group decides that he is going to be the loudest fucking person within a square mile just screaming, singing happy birthday at the top of his voice. Just like voice growling and happy birthday, dear. I still remember her name. Maria. He really hit that A. Happy birthday. Just ridiculous shit to the point like everybody's looking around like who are these douche nozzles that have never been in public? Like have you is this your first time out? What the fuck, bro? There must have been alcohol involved. That's my only that, that that's the only way it makes sense in my head. Oh how I long for that age, 21. Uh not having to worry. But I will say, I did get my first drink without getting carded the other day, though. That was um, that was kind of cool. I'm not even going to lie. I, I, it was the fir- first time in a while that I felt like, ooh, I'm getting away with some shit. Not since school or, or something like that, you know, leaving early or whatever. We, um, Me and Eileen were eating. Eileen and I, that's the correct way to say it. Eileen and I were out eating at um, Taverna Rosa. This place that she really likes. She always gets the pizza. I normally get the lasagna. This time I got sausage and, um, was it ricotta? It was baked cheese on pasta with meat in it. That was pretty good. But anyway, when we were ordering, we, he asked what we wanted to drink. We both got water. And then he came back. And Eileen just turned 21. So she's um, she's my booze connect. But uh, <laughs> besides that, she, she was going to order a drink. And she was really hoping that she got ID'd because it hadn't happened yet. She ordered multiple drinks at this point, and she was kind of pissed. Like, man, I want them. Like, I'm finally good. I can finally show them to their face. Yeah, bitch, I am 21. I can drink. And now no one wants to see that shit, which I understand her frustration. So she went to order a drink. She got a margarita, I'm pretty sure. You know, classic. Or no, 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 no. It was like a weird, ugh. No, it wasn't a margarita. Margaritas are good. This was like tequila and seltzer water. Tequila is cool. Seltzer water? No. Horrible, man. And she's weird, dude. She likes... <laughs> she she does not like drinks cold, and she prefers like carbonated water to regular water. So basically, her optimal drink is just acid. And then she'll brag about how she can just throw back tequila shots like it's nothing. Like, bro, you were <laughs> you were doing Olympic training for that 24-7. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but anyway, she ordered her drink, and then the dude looks over at me and says, what are you drinking? And so I look down in the menu and order the first thing that I see without really thinking, should I do this? Should I not do this? Is he going to ask for my ID? What's, what's the play here? And so I order the first thing I see, which is something with pineapples and gray goose. He says, all right, I'll bring it out to you. Doesn't ask for any ID, doesn't ask for shit. Goes, goes back, brings the drinks, and we start sipping. So that was a success, and they were pretty good too. Uh, the server in general was pretty cool, so I, he, I'm guessing he's just one of those guys. He doesn't really care. He's like, hey, man, as long as I get my money. And I did. I tipped that man. So it was a great night. 
But anyways, I'm guessing that's what was wrong with these people. They must have been drinking off the hooch or something. Once they finally left, it quieted down and it was a lot nicer. But we all filled up. We all had a good meal. It was it was pretty nice. After that, uh, we they were all going to Kevin's, but I really wasn't trying to go. Gio had been like asking me the whole night. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come over to Kevin's. Come on, bro. I just wasn't about it. They were going to play uh, Mario Party. I've already had an experience with Mario Party. You might remember that. One time on a work night, they said they were going to come over eh, probably around 8 or 9, come over to play Mario Party, just hang out for a bit, and then head home. I think they showed up 10 or 11 and started the longest fucking Mario Party, Mario Party setting that you can. And we're just going, the, the game was going on so long that I said, all right, guys, I'm going to bed. You lock the door on your way out, take all your shit, just, I'm going to bed. And I was fucking pissed. And you know what? They didn't grab any of their shit. Geo's TV was at my house for another eight fucking months. I had to drop that shit on his doorstep when I was moving out to, to fucking get rid of it. As well as his um, Nintendo 64, I think. Just... Mario Party and me have not had a, had a very good history, so I wasn't planning on going. So we did the gift exchange for the Secret Santa in the parking lot. Everybody handed their shit over. We started opening it. Mine was unwrapped. Steve gave it to me, so I was the first one to see. I got To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Great gift. I was, <laughs> you could probably see it on my face. I was super happy. Like, no fucking way. Um, apparently, that's the only thing that I put on the wish list for, like, the, the name drawing site that we used to get the Secret Santa together. I didn't really know that, but if if that's what ended up getting me the album, I'll fucking take it. Uh, um, I, I remember looking around. They just didn't have any other vinyls on there, so it is what it is. I ended up happy. I got Michael a Hydra Flask for Secret Santa, if I didn't already say that before. It's the same one I got Aiden last year. And then when I handed it to him, he unwrapped it and pulled it out. Kevin said he got someone else that same color too. So apparently that's just a popular Hydra Flask color. You know me, I'm good with gray. I think I would have gotten black if it was available. But, um, you know, different strokes for different folks. Y'all get that olive colored uh, Hydra Flask. Got him the biggest one too. And... Everybody else opened their shit, and everybody was pretty happy. The highlight of the gift exchange, though, last year, I think it was Michael, he got Colby a gag gift. He got him a big fucking dildo. <laughs> and he opened it, and we took pictures with it in the parking lot of um, Ojeras. It was awesome. It was a whole thing. This year, Colby didn't take part in the Secret Santa, Probably because I don't think he got an actual gift alongside the gag gift, which is what you're supposed to do. I think Colby got someone, he, he, he had all good intentions, went out and shopping, bought someone a good gift, gave it to him, and then in return, he, he got a fucking dildo. <laughs> so, if that's the reason that he didn't join the Secret Santa this year, then by all means, I get it. But this year, we did have another gag gift in addition to the one that they got. It was to Micah. And he got a pocket pussy. Yep, that's right. A synthetic vagina. One that was modeled after a porn star. I think uh, Autumn Falls or something like that. I am out of that game. It's been <laughs> it's been years since I've known the names of like happening porn stars. So I, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but... That was uh, <laughs> it was funny seeing him pull it out and then like pull it out of the package and kind of swung it around like a. It, it was a lot more fucking flappy and floppy and uh, fla flaccid, I guess is a good descriptive word than I thought it would be. It was pretty much just silicone, which I guess that's what I should have thought, but I don't know. I thought there'd be more structure to it. Who knows? But then. <laughs> Then they were passing it around, and I saw Gio and Steve put their finger in it, and then Micah stuck his finger in it, and then I said, well, fuck it, I want to know what it feels like. <laughs> so then I put my finger in that shit, and it, it was like a Chinese finger trap almost getting it out. So, well designed, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, 
I kept saying to Micah, you know, there's no way you're not going to try that, right? You're definitely going to go home and fuck that shit, right? And he's like, no, nah, man, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then we all put our fingers in it, and so I, I guess that kind of cemented it for me. Like, no, I, I wouldn't either after that. But I got to be honest, man. I would never buy one for myself. That, that has never crossed my mind. I don't, I don't think... My my pride, I have too much pride to ever go do that. And two hands that work perfectly fine for free. But if someone gave me a pocket pussy, I would I would see what all the hubbub was about, right? <laughs> it's an industry for a reason. There, It's not like there's a, a shortage of them and you got to look them up on eBay for dead stock. No, they're in production. All different shapes and sizes and sorts. Why not? Why? You're telling me. You're telling me. You wouldn't try it? Come on, man. Be honest. Be honest. No one's looking. God's putting a hand over his eyes real quick. Really? Really? Anyway. Eventually, they uh, took Kevin's creeper piggy bank that he got, which was kind of plushy, and they stuck the pocket pussy on the bottom of it. So I have some great pictures of that that will uh, haunt my camera roll forever. But uh, after that, we were about to head out. Kevin and Michael dipped early. Uh, they were in a rush, I guess. And I was showing Gio and Steve my car. I guess they haven't gotten to get in it yet. But um, I was just thinking, you know. I don't. I haven't seen Geo in forever. I haven't seen Steve in forever. I rarely do see him at this point. Why not go to Kevin's? Why not? What 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 else am I doing really? I'm just gonna go home and play Persona because that's what I've been addicted to recently. I've put in like 23 hours or some shit in the past week. It's it's a great game if you haven't played it. And and I also have the Royal version. I I I originally had the the OG version, Virgin the OG version. Played through that a little bit, maybe half half the way through, just kind of stopped. I saw Persona 5 Royal was on sale on GameStop's website, and they were also giving away a, an exclusive pop figure with it. So you know me, picked that shit up quick as hell, and now I'm replaying it through from the beginning on uh, Royal, which I'm, I'm on the second boss at this point, but it's been pretty great. And I think it, I really don't mind replaying it on Royal because there's more shit to do anyways. So it's kind of like a different experience, but that's been pretty great. And that's I know that's all I was going to do, either that or watch more Breaking Bad. So I decided, yeah, fuck it, man. I'll go over there. I'll go over there. He's like, you'll go over there? Yeah, bro, I'll go. I'll go. And then Gio was sitting in my car. Micah was sitting in his Mustang on the right of me. And I was sitting, obviously, I was in the car, my car too. Gio goes, you want to do a fuck? I can't remember if he said like a, a rally or you you want to do a three car rally all the way to Kevin's house, which I guess is I, I don't know what it's called. I guess maybe that's what he said, but it, but he, what he meant was what, for us to all follow each other and drive in a straight line all the way there. I, I'm not a car guy. I'm sorry if if I fucking used the wrong term, but I said yeah okay. Don't don't drive like a fucking bitch though. And then Micah and Gio both looked at me because they know how I drive. <laughs> and Gio talked about seeing me driving on the way there. I was cutting through traffic and shit. They looked at me. They looked at each other. They looked at me. Gio said, you can be in front. <laughs> I said, okay, okay. And he said, but look, look, look. This is how you drive? He held up his fingers. He said, I need you to do just a little bit less. I was like, okay, I'll do my best, all right? We headed out, and I will say, we did not get broken up the whole way there until the very last light. This fucking Acura cut off Micah, split the whole thing up, fucked it up. And we had a, we had a good thing going, too. It felt pretty cool. I was, you know, making sure there was enough room in the next lane before I got over, not just darting in and out. I was signaling all my turns way ahead of time. That way there was no confusion. I feel like I'm a natural-born leader when it comes to shit like that we finally got to kevin's it was pretty great except for the fact that i 
parked really fast in a reserve spot because I had to fucking piss. Jumped out of my car with all the windows still rolled down, ran like in between two buildings, dropped my keys on the ground, and let it rip. <laughs> I, I was walking back and Gio was getting on my ass like you couldn't wait till we get inside bro I was like no if if I can wait I wouldn't have done that shit got back in my car parked where I needed to next to this dude who fucking got way on the line so I could barely squeeze in and out the type of parking that made me almost want to just fucking wham put, but put a fucking dent in his door but I've uh I've done that on accident before so I'm not gonna I'm not trying to make that a habit made my way up to Kevin's house and it was my first time there it was pretty nice I I liked his place I don't know if I said that to him but I did like his place everything was pretty cool nice table I liked his couch too just chilled for a while I didn't play Mario Party didn't really talk about that much I was just kind of there just enjoying the presence just being there around everyone watching the shit happen laughing when some dumb shit happened making fun of fucking People who lost the game, whatever. And then after 30 minutes, 40 minutes, I was like, eh, I think I'm going to head home, guys. It was good seeing you. And I went home. And I was, even though I didn't do shit there, nothing really happened that I would have missed, you know? You wouldn't have been, oh, dude, last night we fucking invited so-and-so over, and they fucking, uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I didn't miss anything like that, but um, or I wouldn't have missed anything like that. But I was just glad that I went, glad that I saw it through. And that like, like in a choose-your-own-adventure book, I'm glad that I flipped to page 33 instead of 26. I'm glad that I, you know, hung out with the boys a little bit longer because I don't know when I'm going to see them next. So, got to make the most of it. But that was my night. That was Saturday night, and then... Uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got for the podcast this week. Shouldn't be that much. Um. Yeah, that's right. My cousin came over. I haven't talked about that yet. My cousin from Louisiana came over yesterday. I woke up to a text from my mom. This was about 11. Woke up to a text that said, Your cousin's coming in from Louisiana sometime around noon today. Oh, shit. Jumped out of bed, no time for lounging around, got in the shower, got ready. Then noon came, nothing. Noon 30 came, mom got a call. Apparently he was going to be in sometime soon. And then over the course of the day, waiting for him to come, I realized that that text from mom was just like someone telling me there's a bomb that's going to go off at some point in the day and not telling me when. She said noon, but noon didn't have... It's like someone gave me the wrong time for the bomb. And so, like, 11.59's hitting, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying to some god I don't fucking believe in. And then noon happens, and nothing. So, uh, was there a misfire on the bomb? What what happened? Uh, no. Eventually, the, b- the bomb blew up. He <laughs> it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> not really. He, he rolled up. And uh, my cousin is quite a presence. He always has been. He uh, has a certain swagger about him. Very loud. He's uh, not afraid to be the center of attention. He walked in, immediately started chatting everybody up. I was reading a book. I was being very diligent in my uh, my attempt to better myself this year. Had to put it aside, dap my cousin up, give him a hug. You know, get caught get caught up on what's going on real quick, but... He spent most of the time talking to my mom. He's got some business ventures that he wants to pursue. And I wish him the I wish him the the best. I was going to say I wanted to say I wish him well and the best at the same time, so I almost said I wish him the worst. <laughs> just just straight like that, but no. I wish him the best. He is always full of fucking ideas uh, on how to make money and, you know, be successful. I just hope one of them works out. It's that kind of thing. He was uh, over here for a little bit. And after a while, like, I was, um, I couldn't listen to him talk to mom anymore. He'll just talk forever. That That's also something about him. And I guess something maybe about me, too, if you give me the chance. But I had to get away from that for a second. 
he caught up with me later. We caught up just talking, just talking. And um it's just weird, man. It's it's a uh, he he brought it up too. He said, "Man, isn't it crazy like, you know, not that long ago we were little kids in that back room playing WWE." And I, it took me right back. I remember that shit. SmackDown versus Raw, SmackDown versus Raw 2. Just um I I, I remember he, there was this uh diva, you know, WWE had split into the superstars and the divas, which maybe a little sexist, I don't know. Why aren't they Why aren't they super divas? Huh? But there was this one that he he always was like, "Man, she is so fine. She is so bad. I don't even remember her name anymore. I could probably look it up." Look at look at the video game and find it, but it's not that important. He he we would just always talk all this about her, and so he he was my cool cousin. I wanted to be like him, so I I was like, yeah, man, I, I like that too, or I like her too. She's so pretty, all this shit. And then one day I told him, I was like, oh man, this has been this has been weighing pretty heavy on my shoulders, man. I I really don't I don't like her, not that much. He's like, okay, <laughs> we just went on like it was nothing. But yeah, I remember. I remember way back, and then when he moved to Louisiana with his mom, the next time he came and visited, he was a completely fucking different person. Not necessarily in a bad way. He was just um, a lot more, a lot louder, a lot more in your face. He had basically, like, turned street, I guess, would be the way I would describe it. Or maybe if he was already acting like or, or feeling like that he he just leaned into it all the way but he came back completely different put me on a lot of good music uh kevin gates Riz, uh, ritz he put me on some yellow wolf he, he was singing yellow wolf the whole time he was over here uh daddy's lambo um just all this shit and it, it just goes to show how quickly and you know without without really noticing someone can change how uh, drastically i guess that's the word i was looking for just completely just become a different person it's like my other cousin vince uh, i guess well i don't know if i've said his name on here yet or not but it doesn't really matter my my other cousin vince i remember him being one way just kind of like a stock base model white kid <laughs> no no influence or anything yet and then i, I go back and meet him all these years later and he's like kind of morphed into one of the old dudes that he runs around with it's it's a trip man the same thing with my cousin you know he he's kind of like settled into his louisianian self and he, he rolled in with like a hat on and his hair tied up and a a fucking a blunt in his mouth <laughs> that that's him you know that's him now but it's just crazy how that happened and i guess he might, maybe feels the same way about me i, I was a kid when i was little I was a kid when I was little. What a fucking statement, Sean. No, I mean, when I was little, you know, I was just, like I said about my cousin, just a base model white kid. And now I guess I'm, I don't know, I, I smoke, I'm funny, I talk shit, I'm not afraid to say what I, <laughs> what I think. I mean, I've completely formed my personality, I guess, or, or for the most part. So maybe he feels the same way. But, um... Along the way, we were, you know, I think this was after dinner. We had just finished eating. I was sitting there talking to him and mom. And this was right after I made them laugh about something. We we were talking about some shit, maybe the kids, and I just made a point, and they both chuckled or whatever. And then mom brought up something that she had uh, sent to me a few days ago. She said, did you get, them, did you get my text about Bear Cave? I said, yeah. The open mic? Yep. So are you busy that day too? <laughs> Referring to the last one where I'm, I'm pretty sure I did have a concert or some shit, but what she's doing here is lighting a fire under my ass because that night after my cousin went away, after Sweet Frog, after everything else, I was still thinking about that. I was thinking about what I was going to do, thinking about, well, if I, I could say this, this might be funny. Maybe I should talk about Micah. He works up there, all this shit. When I'm trying to go to bed, like, that's how you know she really implanted that. So kudos to you, Mom. I'm sure that's what you, I'm sure that's exactly what you meant to do with your master um, mental manipulation skills that you have. I mean, I mean 
you got to test run it on four kids, so I'm sure that shit is down pat by now. But, yeah, she said that, and my cousin went, open mic, what are you going to do? said, I'm probably going to write a little bit of stand-up. And without hesitation, he looked at me and went, stand-up? You haven't said a dang thing while I'm here. And and with the same energy, without me missing a beat, I look back at him like, did I not just have you fucking busting out laughing a second ago? And then he started laughing again. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm not even saying anything. I'm just like motioning towards him with my arms like this. This is what I'm fucking talking about. And then when he finished, I was like, I'm fucking funny. That is not something I'm worried about. That's not the issue here. It's just getting something down on paper that I feel like sharing with other people. That I feel is is good enough to warrant me standing on stage for five minutes like, hey, uh, what's what's up with airplane food? Start doing a Jerry Seinfeld impression. Like, no. I'm, I'm about this. I've uh I've got one bit right now that I think's pretty solid. It's uh basically I'm going to say um you know talk about how I'm moving out or maybe I will have moved out by this point. Who knows? It's not until the 28th. So we've got some got some time to see how it plays out. But I'm going to talk about how I moved out. It's because my family is fucking crazy, but um one interesting thing about it is I've kind of gotten to be the the third parent almost. And I'm in this cool little middle space where I can see, like, both of their sides of it. I, I can see the them parenting and doing what they're going to do. And then I see the kids' side of it having gone through it. And I can kind of just guess. I can, I can see it play out in my mind as they're doing shit, the consequences that it's going to have. So it's like all the screaming, all the yelling and shit. I'm just sitting back watching, like, yep, that's that's another year of depression. <laughs> um Oh, that's why they're going to lie and go around you in high school? Oh, shit. Victim complex. Nice. Didn't expect that one. <laughs> and then uh, maybe build on that a little bit. Obviously, make it so it's not as rough as I just delivered it. But I think that's pretty funny. I think that's an interesting uh, perspective. So we'll see how that goes. And I've got other stuff written down for it, but it's just filler it's just trash right now just just to get the the creative juices flowing and as well as to get the creative juices flowing i listened to sam kennison today i'd heard joe rogan talk about him on uh the podcast a little bit specifically this bit talking about um well i guess i should give you a warning sam kennison was not very nice to gay dudes it, it was part of the time i'm pretty sure but that's not really an excuse i mean that's still just how he felt and how he acted. But you can see the same thing if you watch, like, Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Same shit. He he made this one joke that was the one that Joe talked about, that um, apparently these gay guys were paying cemeteries or morticians or whatever to have, a, you know, you leave this place for an hour and leave me with the, the freshest, warmest corpse. Which, if we're being honest, that's probably not fucking true. Or if it is, that's more of just like that one person than seeing that that one person did it and 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 applying it to gay guys as a as a whole. I don't think that's I don't think that's very fair or accurate. But that's kind of the point, I guess. Anyway, he goes on to say, you know, life is full of shit. And I'm not meaning to you know steal his, or paraphrase pra- paraphrase his joke right now. Just giving you like a teaser if you might be interested in him he says you know life you go through a bunch of shit you know i'm sure these dudes laying there dead they went through it all and they they didn't kill themselves you know they put put up with it knowing that once they got to the end they went through death that that surely that would be the worst of it and they would just they would get peace afterwards get to rest and then he he like pantom not pantomimed he he played as if he was the guy getting uh, laying down. Just, oh, yes, finally, peace at last. Oh, what? What the What the fuck is... That feels like a dick in my ass. And then the big punchline was, even after you're dead, life keeps fucking you in the ass. And I couldn't ever deliver that the way he did, partially because half of it are shrill... Daffy Duck screams that I could never, like, you know, the, 
like almost like that, except yelling and words that I could never reproduce. So if you're interested in that, Sam Kinison's pretty good. I will say if you're looking it up on YouTube, don't watch the Live at Las Vegas special. That's the one I started with. I didn't get a laugh out of that for the first 20 minutes, so I looked for some other shit. Um, look for the one that's all four of his uh, albums in a compilation. It's it's pretty pretty solid. Like the the um, the yelling and shit can be a bit much at sometimes, but he's got some really good bits in there. So if you're interested in that, that's what I spent my day doing. That and Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is always a classic. I watched Bill Burr, emotionally unavailable. I think that's my favorite special of his because he completely loses the crowd um, because because he said the n word hard r. It was he was he was imitating his grandma talking about white people being racist. But it, anyways, he said the n word hard r, and then not long after that, the crowd is mad at him, starts talking shit, and he just keeps going. Someone tells him to change the subject, and he's like, "Fuck you! This is my show. I'm not gonna change the fucking subject." And then the next thing he starts talking about, he's like, "We're gonna we're gonna talk about this now, if that's okay with you, you know, just shit like that." Completely handling it like a pro. And this was way back in 2004, I feel like. So I don't know how, I, I'm not sure of his history, how established he was back then. But just listening to how he plays the whole thing, and this was halfway during the set, and just continues to go afterwards like nothing fucking happened, and. It's just, uh, it's greatness. That's what it is. So I, I watched that and just, just really trying to get in the right mindset for doing stand-up. Because cause that's what I find. It is like a, a way that you have to think about shit. And listening to like George Carlin, listening to Dave Chappelle, all these other comedians, how they kind of do it. And, and I listened to a Michael Shea one t- today too. He's fucking hilarious. Way more hilarious than he is on SNL. I feel like they definitely down, or not downplay him, but they... Um, kind of limit him there uh it, it's just uh hearing their the way they kind of look at shit and then pick it apart and twist it it uh, helps me form my process you know to get me in this a similar mindset kind of like writing and reading like all this reading it's so i can see different phrasing different ways authors put shit into words and kind of get what i think sounds best and what i like uh, the, I think the saying is, good writers borrow, great writers steal. So, uh, learning new words, shit like that, that's always been the goal. But, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm necessarily up to excited yet for the open mic, but I am fucking anxious for sure. I don't know for, I mean, I, every, everybody that I've told so far, which is just like Aiden and my dad, I've just been, I've, I've said like, yeah, I'm gonna try to get something together for that, but, I'm going to get something together. I I just... Ugh, saying that I'm going to do it, it's like putting it in cement that I have to. And see, I'm not... I'm not really worried about stage fright. I'm not worried about getting up there. I'm worried about thinking that whatever I have down is funny and then it's not going to be. Maybe because I fuck up the delivery. Maybe because the whole thing just isn't fucking funny. And... It's going to suck, but that's part of it, you know. You hear all these comedians talk about their first time, uh, you know, having to cut their teeth and everything, and they fucked up, and they got booed, and they had dead crowds. So this is part of it, I guess. Maybe I should just nut up and do it, which is what I feel like I'm going to end up doing. And I'll definitely record it, have someone record it, so maybe I'll put it on here. And you know what? Whenever I do do that show, see, there we go. I'm going to do it. Whenever I do do that show, I'm going to add the podcast, add the po- advertise the podcast at the end. Like, hey, if you like that, go check out Weekend Review Podcast with your host, Sean Stroud, in case you forgot. Going to drop that in there, and maybe that'll get me some more listeners. Who knows? But I think it'll be fun. It's just a small little coffee house thing. No big deal if it does fuck up. Um just a little bit of embarrassment, I guess, which is always healthy. I don't, I don't think I feel embarrassed very often. So, getting used to that emotion and being able to work through it is always nice. Or getting, getting an opportunity to exercise that muscle. But I think that's it for me this week. <sighs> I um, I had something last week that I wanted to tell you about that I forgot. 
I, I, when I was not smoking, I was having crazy vivid dreams, man. I can't think of the second one right now, but there were two that I had. The one that I wrote down, I was in school walking around, in high school. I was in high school walking around, and this dude yelled at me, just behind me. So I turn around, and then it's this kind of robust adult. He's obviously a superintendent or some shit. And he yells at me that my shirt's untucked, and I need to tuck it in. So I look down at my shirt, and sure enough, it's untucked. I do have pants on, though. That's something I'm incredibly excited about, because I had that dream a lot as a kid. Or, I'm sorry, that problem in dreams a lot. I would just not have pants on. I'd have a shirt on. I'd just be posted up like Winnie the Pooh in the middle of wherever the wherever the fuck I was, trying to pull my shirt down so that I'm covering my dingling, but... I had pants on this time, though my shirt was untucked. I didn't tuck it in, though. I looked up right back at him and just gave him the most sarcastic, shit-eating grin salute that I could and turned around and walked off. And then he started yelling my name, started calling me by name. I know you. I'll get to you. I'll get you. And so I, I hit a left, and, you know, it is my high school, so I hit a left, and I go in through the band hall doors. And then I'm transported into, like, this office that wasn't through those doors, but I'm there now. And this dude's, like, getting on my ass, telling me that, like, I borrowed a belt or some shit that I didn't borrow. And then it turns out Eileen borrowed that belt, but I'm getting in trouble for it. Wh- whatever. The, the the kicker is that, like, the whole time I'm talking to this dude, I'm calling him Skinner. I don't know. I, I haven't been watching The Simpsons lately. So I really wasn't sure where that came from. And then uh, throughout the morning, I'm thinking about it. And then I realize, fucking Leonard Skinner, bro. The name of that band? It's based on one of their teachers that was a hard ass and got on them for cutting their hair, little petty shit. His name was Leonard Skinner. I had just watched... Two or three videos about them the 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 day prior about their Leonard Skinner yeah about their accident on the plane about their history as a band everything and that shit worked its way into my dream it's fucking insane dude and um, has not happened again yet since I resumed smoking so I guess that was a I guess that's only a sober thing I'm not I'm not too entirely sure but definitely was a trip. Another thing I didn't say was I finished Boy Meets World last week. It's pretty sad, man. Just knowing that there isn't... I mean, there's Girl Meets World afterwards, but that is not the same shit, man. I, I've. It was a good ride while it lasted. That's all I can say. They, uh, they did a nice ending, too. They all went back to the OG classroom, and they talked to Feeney. They all said their piece and then went off. They ended up moving to New York, all of them together, and... It was a happy ending. And if you'll remember, all this rewatching this show was just so that I could watch this YouTube video that's like four hours long about is Girl Meets World a um, like a fitting legacy for Boy Meets World or did they ruin it? Was it just a waste and they shouldn't have done it in the first place? And I started watching this video. And I got maybe ten minutes in before I realized... I want to watch Girl Meets World. I want to watch it. Even if it's bad. Even if I, at the end of it, I think, man, they really should not have made that shit. One, I want to have an actual opinion on this video before I watch it. I want to I want to, to see if he agrees with me or not. Just to have like a stake to claim going into it. And two, I want more Cory and Topanga. I really do. I want to see where their story goes. Even if the Disney writers fucked it up to make a bag in in the 2010s or 2020s, whenever it was, I want to see what happens. And and I already know that it was nowhere near as successful because there are only three seasons out, and it's a a finished show. They're all on Disney+. Cullen hooked me up. I'm still using it. I started watching. It's not bad. 
It's uh, nothing near the first one, though, and it, it's definitely shifted down. Like, Boy Meets World was at top of my list, and then Breaking Bad under. Girl Meets World is definitely under Breaking Bad, so it's on the back burner for a little bit. But I did get eight episodes through, so it's not unwatchable, but it's not the same. I'm going to probably ride it all the way out, though, and then watch that video. But that's it. And look at that. I barely am scraping over an hour. Last thing is, um, I paid for college. It's official. I'm taking classes. So with that, I will leave you to your devices. Hope you have a great day. Finish out that shift. Uh, get, get a good night's rest, whatever you're about to do. I hope you fuck it up, man. For real. Have a great week. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you later.